reborn out of disaster, four survivors rose again to form a legion of the world's strangest heroes. Da-da-da-doom patrol! Welcome once again to the Doom Patrol podcast. I'm your host, Scott Coles, and with me as always is Murray Fox. And this week we are looking at Doom Patrol number 87 from May 1964. Ooh, going in the way back machine. That's right, that's right. Way, way back. Mm-hmm. And we've got a pretty cool cover here by... I think it's Bob Brown. I yeah. Think, I think so. Hmm. What is your little... My little thing says... Bob Brown. There we right. go. There we go. One of those Very Silver good. Age artists that did... Uh, he has the next three covers. Okay. Well, there you go. He's a Silver Age artist that does Doom Patrol covers. That's all you need to know. <laughs> For the yeah. purposes of this podcast. That's anyway. right. He'll show up, I'm sure, in other, other books and other podcasts, but eh. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Eh. <laughs> and we got a cool cover here. We got uh, Laird Drake, the negative man, starting to unwrap his Band-Aids. I think his last name is Trainer, not Drake. Oh, what did I? Oh, geez. Very <laughs> <laughs> Trainer, written Larry by Trainer. Arnold Drake. <laughs> That's right. He's uh he's unwrapping there as this uh as these little robot mechanical soldiers come bursting through a wall and and he's uh getting all traumatized there. Only he can stop these mechanical soldiers by removing his radioactive band-aids. But the rays can destroy you too, Elastigirl. Oh no, she looks terrified. She does as she's running past the bank. The bank vault there. The terrible secret of negative man. Uh Finally is revealed when the Brotherhood of Evil strikes again. (laughs) Yeah, it didn't take them long to make a comeback. They know awesome when they see it. That is right. And there is nothing more awesome than a little... It's like, wow, that last story (laughs) I wrote, that was awesome. I'm going to use those guys again. That's right. (laughs) That's right. There's nothing more awesome than the... uh, a little brain in a jar and a gorilla man. That's right. You cannot go wrong. Not for my money, anyway. Uh-uh. All righty. So we get in here. We get into the story called The Terrible Secret of Negative Man. And we get the splash page, which is pretty much same same idea. I'm recapping the, uh, the cover, except for there's a tank instead yeah, of... Yeah, we got a tank instead of the uh, bank Well, there's there. some soldiers, too, but uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that's weird. Where the bank was, now there's a tank. Now there's a big tank, and Rita's about to be squashed. <laughs> Poor thing. And again, Larry is uh, moaning and groaning about how he can save the day, but no one will ever want to look at him again. Specifically, Rita. Rita will never want to look at him again. Poor guy. Alrighty, so we open up the story, and we've got trauma and terror at the airport. Oh, no. Yes. We've got an airplane that is about to crash, and uh, 
the pilot is unconscious and some poor little French French missy is stuck in the plane. I cannot fly the plane. I know nothing about flying. <laughs> <laughs> and of course they do what they try to do. They're going to try to talk her down, but of course she's she has no idea what to do. Fortunately, in roars the Doom Patrol in their uh, snazzy little convertible. Nice. Yes. It's a caddy. It is. Well, and I mean, that makes it handy because then Negative Man could just zip right out. He doesn't have to worry about wrecking the yeah. roof. And That's that is true. exactly what he does. He uh, sends Negative Man out while Larry slumps to the side. He leaves Rita to park the car. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> you go park. I'll go do the heroics. Doesn't he know women don't know how to park cars? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Let's face it. There's barely any dudes listening to this podcast, let alone shit. Come on. <laughs> All righty. Negative man zooms away. He's carrying a robot man in his, in his arms there, and they uh, fly up to the plane. Oh, and yeah. uh, come crashing right through the side there, just blasting right through the side. And uh, wouldn't that cause massive decompression or something? Decompression? And, well, know, I guess they're not very high up. Maybe I, I guess, guess okay. they're not high up, and maybe it's a small plane. Well, it is a small plane. I don't yeah. know. Does okay. We'll uh, we'll assume that's what's going on there. And as they burst in, Cliff says, "You know, we're real sorry we couldn't knock first, Mademoiselle." Okay, drop me and scram, negative man. You haven't much time left. So, Cliff sets himself down beside the controls, and even though he's not real familiar with this particular plane, he has apparently flown planes before. And oh, hey, yeah. he's a daredevil, man. He <laughs> knows how to... If he can make it go... He can, can do it. it, that's right. So he's going to try to get them down safely, and little French poodle says, Bless you, Monsieur Robot. Oh, Monsieur Robot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, googly googly. And unfortunately, the engine, the fuel has run out. The engines are spluttering away. Uh, Cliff is not going to be able to control that plane. So Rita does her thing. Apparently, she's found a spot to park right in the middle <laughs> of the uh, <laughs> right in the middle of the airport. There, no worry about any other planes coming in. She uh, grows to sixty feet in the air, and she starts running ahead of the plane. And uh, she catches the plane while she's moving, while the plane's moving, so that there's no big, you know, trauma to the plane there. That's right. Um, Didn't go flying to the windshield. That's right. Instant brake slam. And uh, she sets it down gently, and uh, the little French maid gets out, and, and she's uh, my deepest appreciation to you all, but especially to you, Monsieur Trainer. Ooh la la, negative man. <laughs> Even in France, we know each time negative man acts, you risk your life. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's uh, been up with her enough to find out her name. Thank you, Mademoiselle Soule. Soule, I guess. Uh, can I be of any more help? <laughs> and she's, uh, she's quite taken with that, so she tells him where she's staying. And uh, he offers to take her to her hotel. And... Uh, Poor old Rita is uh, not too pleased. I'll drop him on his head if he doesn't stop making eyes at that peroxide-haired French poodle. Wow. Mm-hmm. Very much? Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> that's, out of, that's kind of out of nowhere. That is. For, yeah, well, up till now, it's always been the other two guys making googly eyes at her, and now she's... Yeah. Well, I guess there was sort of that thing last issue where you know, she's going in his room and he's... Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. I don't true. know what we do if we lost you. <laughs> yeah, I th- yeah, you know what? They're probably so just. I guess they are sort of working that to see if it see if it flies. Yeah, seeing what uh, which direction they're going to go. So they played with Larry and Cliff a little bit. Now they're making Rita the. I like how Cliff is awkwardly like. <laughs> Did anyone ever tell you you're beautiful when you're angry? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. She's uh, having totally trying to cover up that he's jealous because she's jealous of him. <laughs> Oh, That's right. It's a, it's a weird little triangle right now. Weird little family going on there. Anyway, so in the taxi, the uh, cute little French lady. Actually, she's not. She's not. I think it's attractive. just the glasses that makes her not look not cute. <laughs> she's got. What do you call those? Like little. Those, they're not beehive glasses. Those are uh, cat's eye glasses. That's what cat's they are. Uh, they just make her look like she's got bug eyes. <laughs> she looks like insect queen. <laughs> she's got a couple of things going on there. Yeah. Yes. However, she's still making the play for uh, Larry there. I'm so glad we could be alone, Monsieur Trainer. For what I will now tell you is, for you alone, it's too incredible, too frightening, a secret to share with the world. Go on, Gabrielle. It must be a blockbuster. He's moving quick from... Uh, That's right, man. He's like <laughs> From no... Well, I mean, you know, guys wrapped in bandages all the time. You probably didn't get a lot of play. He's... <laughs> Can take whatever shots he can get. That's right. From last name to first name to the hotel, boom, boom. Done. <laughs> That's right. So she tells uh, Negative Man her story. Of course, we don't get to hear it, but uh, he agrees. Oh, you sure are in trouble. Of course, I'll help you, and I promise to keep your secret from everyone. Mm-hmm. And then impulsively, she thinks of a way to thank him. She gives him a little kiss on his bandage-covered cheek. As the perverted taxi cab driver watches. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Big bushy eyebrows. He's, yeah, he's, he's getting it. That's right. He's probably got a little camera in there. This is the bang cab. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Next stop, the National Enquirer. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, and sure enough, we get uh, into that hotel room, and that cute little French lady is none other than Madame Rouge. Oh, yeah. She drops the sunglasses. So obviously, he wasn't doing that well because he didn't even get to go up to the hotel. Room. No, no. <coughs> That's true. That's very Red true. Red Larry stuck in the friend zone. That's right. She uh, whips off her cute little blonde wig there, and suddenly she is the French school teacher that we've all known and, and loved. Yes. <laughs> Gets out her little radio equipment and uh, starts calling the brain. Madame Rouge calling the brain. Contact has been made. The pilot played his role well. Negative man will now serve the Brotherhood of Evil. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> yeah, bloop, bloop, bloop. And way back in France, a bizarre human remnant. <laughs> That's a great way to describe him. Nice. <laughs> a <Nice>. human remnant. <laughs> he replies, well done. He shall unwittingly aid us in the most daring crime ever conceived. And in destroying his own infernal doom patrol, I shall send another agent to help you. You will recognize him by the words, death to the chief. Wow, that's a little on the nose. No kidding. Very subtle, that brain. (laughs) I guess once you've had your entire body stripped away, your subtlety is lost upon you. (laughs) That's right. It's one of the first things to go, apparently. I got no time for nothing (laughs) like that. I just say what I mean. (laughs) So we go back to the doom patrol headquarters and... uh, we see Rita and Cliff uh, jibber-jabbering away about uh, some secret meeting that the chief has with Larry every month. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the first we've heard of it, but apparently it's been going on every month. 
Uh, and Cliff is Cliff is all curiosity killed the cat, Rita. It might also do it to a chick. <laughs> all righty. So yeah, the chick. Haba haba. Alrighty, so we find the uh, chief is re-soaking the uh, bandages in some unique formula. They're good for another month, and uh, Larry says, dandy. Dandy. Who says dandy nowadays? That's a word that needs a comeback, man. Dandy. Does it, does it really? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not so sure that. <laughs> dandy. That's just dandy. I'm Jim Dandy. <laughs> now I can go another 30 days without destroying everyone around me, which is, you know, probably a good thing. I suppose you think it's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then he says, Cliff thinks he's got it rough because he's nothing but a robot with a human brain. If he knew what was under my bandages, he'd know how lucky he is. Nothing but tentacles. <laughs> Absolutely, that's exactly what he That's is. if the Doom Patrol is Japanese. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the uh, chief promises that uh, they'll find a permanent answer to uh, whatever the problem is. And one day... He will once again be a whole man. All right, so they come out, and uh, Rita decides to... Uh, Make her move. That's right. Larry, why don't we go out for dinner in some quiet spot tonight? I know, he's been like waiting for this for like seven issues, and now he gets his chance, and... Sorry, I uh, promised Gabrielle, I mean, Madame, Mademoiselle Soulet, I will show her around. After all, she's just a lonely stranger in town. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised Larry didn't try to work the old uh, triangle there. That's right. <laughs> That's well, right. You could come you along. You could come along. Hubba, hubba. <laughs> Rita's, of course, none too pleased, that bleach blonde, scheming little. Uh, and Cliff calms her down. Easy, easy. Someone might think you cared for old mummy wrappings. Come on, let a poor but honest tin man buy you some chow. So they go off to uh, eat whatever it is a robot man and. Shrinking woman eat. And we go back to a deserted exposition ground where Madame Rouge and Larry are putting the Brotherhood's plan into motion there. Uh, she's, she's giving him the story. She's telling him that uh, her father used to be a famed physicist. And uh, years ago, he perfected an, an electronic system for making cloth highly elastic. Mm. And... Uh, then, after he died, all of his papers were stolen and his patents were removed from the government office, so there's no proof for this poor lady that uh, her... It's uh, probably the chief stole them. So he <laughs> need clothes for Rita. No doubt. <laughs> very true, very true. Uh, but she reminds uh, Negative Man that the thieves forgot something. In 1950, a time capsule was buried here, holding the current works of top scientists, and her father just happened to be one of those top scientists. Right. And so inside the, uh, the time capsule is an early model of her father's device, and she wants Negative Man to zip into the time capsule and take pictures, bring those back, and, and she'll be able to prove that, that her father uh, invented, that, invented stuff. that stuff. So Larry does exactly that. He... Uh, now, here's a question. I know just what you're going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> you probably do. If negative men can go through the ground, how can the camera go through the ground? Uh-huh. It's, uh... Well, she says I have the special oh, miniature special camera. Miniature so camera. special covers it all. It It's able to go through the earth and through the... 
it seems to me that if you can make something that can go immaterial with a radioactive ghost, you probably don't really need the stretchy cloth uh, invention. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe that's just something we can't explain. <laughs> Tiny me. plot hole that we're not supposed to look at. Look that's over right. there. Look over there. It's not such a big deal. So we get Negative Man zipping down through the time capsule, crackling away, taking photos of everything that he can find. And in less than a minute, the job is complete, and she tells him, Oh, you are wonderful. Now I have the evidence I need to protect my inheritance. And she's going to rush that film off to Paris at once, and he offers to take her back to her hotel. And once again, does not does score. Get to go up. Jeez, man. <laughs> He's left outside in the cold. You should have had dinner with Rita. No kidding. She would have put out for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> At least, you know, second base. Or That's right. <laughs> All righty. So uh, Madame Rouge contacts the brain again, and the brain says, good work, but I don't want the film flown, film flown here. <laughs> He's going to join her shortly and continue the plan from America, and she is shocked. She's like, you are going to leave your chamber? You have never done that before. It must be very important to you, defeating the Doom Patrol and the Chief. Ooh, it's always personal, oh, yeah. that chief. He uh, knows how to make the friends. Yeah. Well, he's, he's make friends and influence winning, winning personality. Right? <laughs> that is right. All righty. So uh, the brain tells her, you will reduce these objects to their original size. Also, check the controls for the other devices. Then we are ready for our first strike. No, that's not what he says. Where are you? You're that's like, like a whole page ahead. Whoops. That's like <laughs> yeah. a preview of what's coming up. Next, on the Doom Patrol. <laughs> oh, yeah. Moving back into time. All righty, so in the airport, we get yes. uh, we get some people landing. We get a great big hulking figure wearing a lovely uh, lovely mask and gloves and hat. And That's no, right. You don't know it's a mask. You don't know a mask. Yeah, well, you've got a panel, and he's the big hulking man is telling everyone to be very careful with this blippity bloopity box. That's that they are carrying around. And they say, we'll be very careful, but it sounds like something's leaking. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, once they are safely oh, hidden brain. away... I told you to go before we left. <laughs> you just can't trust a brain. <laughs> you just don't have brain-sized diapers or anything. Yeah, it's true. Alrighty, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, hulking figure rips off his mask, and of course it is Monsieur Malat, the gorilla man. Uh -huh. He's just a gorilla. He's not a gorilla man. Well, he's a gorilla. I'm sure he's male. No, he is male. <laughs> but he's not a gorilla man. You're right. He doesn't need to be. He's just a plain gorilla. We, oui. With excellent brains. We, oui. Alrighty, so he cracks open the, uh, the big metal, not metal, the big wooden crate. box, the crate there, and takes out the brain carefully, and the brain reminds him that you are my most loyal servant. Oh, yeah. That's right. How could I ever forget that, says Monsieur Malat. You created me, great brain. That's right. That is right. So we uh, move ahead in time to a city park where, once again, Larry and Madame Rouge are making time in a park. And, yeah, this just seems to be date time. There's no particular reason for them to be together other than their lovely company. Mm -hmm. And while Larry walks away, we get the most uh, 
attractive little girl <laughs> you've ever seen <laughs> skipping away in the background, spouting off some little skipping rhyme, which happens to contain the lines, Death to the Chief. Mm. And Madame Rouge says, Sacre bleu, the password, you are an agent of the brain. And she realizes, oh, he's not a child. He is Giacomo, the midget. Oh, yeah. Brother, it's got a midget, too? That's, that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yes, a midget that has no problem being in touch with his little feminine side. That's right. <laughs> right on. So, they go back to the Brain's headquarters. And, well, I, uh, you missed the important thing there. Oh, that's right. Totally. Rita has been playing Rita's stalker. been spying. She's taking a page out of the, out of the Chief's book there. She's totally spying, and she realizes Gabrielle Soule is in league with the brain. It was all a plot to use Larry. She wants to warn him. It means, of course, she has to confess that she was spying, but what other choice does she have? I'm sure he won't mind. <laughs> then we get back to the brain's headquarters, and they put together some of the uh, secret inventions that were uh, photographed, and we find out that one is... A special ray that will shrink and grow uh, anything. So it looks like they've got like a little radio-controlled tank. They give it a zap, and suddenly it is a real life-sized tank. Wow. Uh-huh. 30 times its original size. That is what the real Professor Soule invented. It wasn't really a process for stretching cloth. It was a process for expanding things. And, you know, they show off their, the things they can do. They've got these humongous bullets now and machine guns that are the size of, like, cars. Anti-tank <laughs> cannons. That is right. They have the I bet most... the recoil on that thing something fierce, though. <laughs> One blast and you're sent backwards through the Back wall. Back through the wall, yeah. <laughs> You can use it once, <laughs> so yeah. you better make that shot count. All righty. That's right. They're Huge. Huge. Alrighty, so they can equip the most terrifying army in the world with the use of just a few clever toys and some small arms. And what do they intend to do with all of this machinery? They're going to go rob the bank. <laughs> and <coughs> off they go. And of course, Rita has been spying this whole time. She's decided to trail them all the way to their headquarters. She knows where the brain's hideout is. She knows that... Uh, she knows what they're up to, so she's going to. She plans to call the Doom Patrol and warn Larry. Unfortunately, we find once Larry meets Madame Rouge in her disguise, there we see that Rita has already been captured and is being held at gunpoint in the car by the little midget guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Rita, she did pull a boner. <laughs> That's right. That's, That's there's another phrase that you uh, yeah. we don't hear don't nearly enough. <laughs> I think that one is enough. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Alrighty, so they uh, they tell Larry if he does not do what uh, they want. Rita will be shot. So, of course, he agrees to follow their instructions. He takes their little toy tanks. Yep, Larry grabs those tanks. He uh, 
takes them into the bank. And that must be, yeah, like maybe when negative man is holding something, whatever he holds becomes. Yeah, because he does it again. Yeah. Negative E. Yeah, it's some sort of negative man magic because the tanks go right through the wall with him. Yeah, extension of his feel or something. Yeah. Yep. And right, once those tanks are inside, that's right. <laughs> they give him a zap, and suddenly we have life size tanks rolling down on the bank. Crashing through the wall. That is right. Crashing right through. Part two is called The Toys of Terror. That's right. Everyone is shocked by these uh, giant tanks that are bursting through the walls. And uh, we have these little toys being dropped in little tiny parachutes as they come. Toy soldiers. That's yeah. right. Oh, I remember those with those little parachutes. Yep, yep. Throw them up, down they come. Now I never got this. Ideally. Ideally, yeah. <laughs> Unless you didn't wrap them right or, you know. Or you were too close to the tree. That's right. <laughs> In this case, there are no trees, and they're all coming down just fine. Oh, that's good. And then they get zapped. See, that was something I could never do. I could never zap them and make them life-size. No. <laughs> you didn't have the power to go take pictures of those dimensions, so. No, there you go. That's there you go. So we've got the tanks. We've got the toy soldiers all invading the bank. People are horrified, and uh, the bank or the, uh, vault, the vault is Toast. just toasted. It's Baroomed, kaboomed, kablamoed as the tanks zoom towards the vault. And, of course, the Doom Patrol comes racing to the rescue. Maybe not in time, but we will see. There's $20 million in cash. Wow. Those tin soldiers are walking off with, like, millions. Millions. Wow. This uh -huh. is back in the 60s when there was actually cash in banks. <laughs> That's right. Instead of great big computer chips. Yeah. That is right. Lots of green bags of cash. Alrighty. Chief is telling the Doom Patrol, okay, there's only one thing we can do. Something's gone wrong with Larry's plan. And Cliff is like, what? Larry, you gave him an assignment without telling Rita and me what's going on, Chief? Hmm. Shut up and listen. That's right. I haven't got time to explain. Get over there, Cliff. <laughs> Take your TV transceiver and keep in constant contact. Do your job. That's right. Dance, robot, dance. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, they get there just in time to see the Brotherhood, you know, get ready to leave. Uh, Putting the money inside the tank. They are. And they're waving au revoir, give our regards to your chief. Wahahaha. And off they fly, or off they roll in their tanks. Dang. And Rita's like, there's nothing we can do. We can't stop them without jeopardizing the safety of all these people. And... Larry realizes, well, there is something we can do. Those tanks are radio-controlled. Obviously, from the helicopter, there's a way to interrupt the radio signals. I'd hoped I'd never have to do this before, expose my face before you, but I have no choice now. Move away. You mustn't be close to me when I remove these chemically-treated Band-Aids. And he starts unraveling, and we get <laughs> just a great image of this. Uh, x-ray face. Yeah, x-ray face, exactly. And... Uh, He's all radioactive -y and glowy and... I like how he's the skeleton, but he's still got the nice blonde hair. That's right. Hair. Skeleton with beautiful blonde hair. That's right. Yeah. Yes, I'm radioactive. The result oh. of having flown through that experimental... Or flown the experimental plane through that radioactive belt. Without the chief's special bandages, I would be a danger to everyone near me. But I realize I can use these radiations... 
and they're going to interrupt the radio waves within miles of me. Right now they're jamming the radio orders being sent from the copter and look at the result. We see the tanks start to just stop and the tin soldiers start to fall over. Most of the tanks stop. There's one that's still kind of zigzagging right towards Larry um, because they're obviously using the manual controls instead of the radio controls. It's firing on him and, and uh, before he can be killed, however, Cliff comes racing up and shoves shiny face <laughs> out of the way and takes a couple of bullets and then <clears throat> and then Rita just rips the tank open and that's it for the tank as they uh, as they prepare to capture the brotherhood Madame Rouge tosses a grass a gas grenade <laughs> at the team and that knocks him out for a couple of seconds just enough time for the uh, Brotherhood of Evil to escape. And uh, it looks like they're going to escape, but of course, Cliff decides that he's going to catch the pair of crooks himself. And uh, no sooner is the pair captured and Negative Man has replaced his negative or his uh, bandages than everything, they see everything is crumbling into pieces. Sacre bleu, everything crumbles into tiny pieces. Of course, says Larry. The chief always knew that Professor Soule's experimental machine had a defect, and that's why he let you attempt the theft. Unfortunately, the machines didn't decay quite as quickly as Soule's notes had uh, indicated. But So the chief just let all that property damage go by. And... <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, oh, well. well. <laughs> Whatever. That's all right. It's all... My bad. That's right. We caught, we caught two of the Brotherhood, the little midget and the... Uh, the chicky poo. <laughs> there you go. So that's what counts there. <laughs> Later at the headquarters, don't blame yourself for having mistimed the machine's decay, Chief, says Rita. The important thing is we trapped two of the Brotherhood of Evil. Yeah, yeah, the two, uh, <laughs> most, important the two most important ones. But uh, Mala escaped with the brain. As long as he lives, none of us is safe. Mm. Rita's like, well, whatever, don't worry, we'll get him someday. And Larry, I'm so glad your secret is out, because now I, I mean, we can show you that it just doesn't matter to us. Thanks, honey. Uh -huh, honey. I guess I'm glad my secret's out uh -huh. now. <laughs> now, finally, maybe they'll connect. Maybe. <laughs> there we go. That brings us to a close, but Ooh, there wait, is one more. more story. That's right. And there's a letter page. Woohoo! And in the letter page, now called Patrol Postscripts, let me see what's yeah. going on. Yeah, it's not the best. Maybe they'll come up with something better later. Maybe. No, the, uh, one the, the one in the Morrison Patrol is Doomsayers. Oh, I like better. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see. Someone is calling the Doom Patrol uh, Return to the Golden Age of Comics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They remind us that they're still running that contest. We haven't got any results yet, but they're still running the contest in 25 words or less. Who's your favorite character? Uh, let me see, let me see. Uh, one of the old fans says they remember the original Robot Man and would like to see uh, the Cliff Steele Robot Man drawn in the same likeness, if for no other reason than nostalgia. And the editor replies... Uh, pretty much. <laughs> As readers will recall, the chief built him after Cliff was fatally injured in an auto accident. 
um, and there is absolutely no connection between this one and the previous one. Uh, and then they hype up the next issue. <laughs> if you, if you want to see the other one, you're going to have to wait 20 years for when right. the All-Star Squadron's invented. That's right. He'll be back then. <laughs> then uh, someone's asking for more information on the Chief's background and never one to miss a moment to hype. They're like, don't you worry, his origin will be made known in a startling drama, tentatively known as The Man Who Lived Twice in the very next issue. Woohoo! That's right. Let's see what else. That's yeah. That's about it in the letter column for now. Yep. The rest is all cool. just jibber jabber, jibber jabber, no. jibber jabber. But we get the Doom Patrol special at the end. A little. What shall backup we call it? Backup tale, if you will. Co-feature. <laughs> oh, sorry. Those are all gone now. It's a backup. <laughs> it's totally a backup. Robot Man fights alone. An awesome backup, but a backup nonetheless. It's very cool. Yes. Do you want to take this one? Sure. Alrighty. Robot Man fights alone. Dun, dun, dun. Mm -hmm. You get uh, Chief and Robot Man, and Chief says, Hey, I sent for you because uh, I located Vince Harding, the escape killer. He's on Sutu Island. Sutu. Sutu. (laughs) (laughs) That's where one of the major battles in the Pacific took place in World War II. Edutainment. That's right. You're going to learn a little bit of stuff. Yeah. Says it's totally deserted now. It's a perfect hideout. I want you to bring Harding back alive. <laughs> He's like, all right, let's go. All right. So he ships off to Sutu. I guess they drop him out of a plane or something. <laughs> yep. Crash. Kick oh, no, he flies, he flies the plane. I guess he just lands the plane himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, a thousand men died to take this atoll, and now nobody wants it. Sheesh. Wow. Vince Harding wants it, Cliff. He wants it bad. <laughs> Watch your step. Oh, yeah. Suddenly, kaboom! There's somebody shooting at him from the uh, grenade bunker. That's right. The Japanese pillbox, as they call it. <laughs> Remember that, children? Pillbox. That's right. So he's like, hmm, two can play that game, and he jumps up and he grabs the, <laughs> the bullet. <laughs> He grabs the bullet before it can hit and throws it back and blows up the, uh, the, the pillbox. There. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't kill him. No. It's very tricky. He goes in, there's a body there. He's like, ha-ha, there he is. Oh, it's a straw dummy. That's he right. Now, was the straw dummy shooting the gun as well? That's pretty tricky. Uh, yeah. That's he's, extra uh... tricky, that is. <laughs> Nothing's too... Uh... But suddenly, kaboom! It was a booby trap. The, That's right. Even the straw dummy was booby trapped. <laughs> Cliff continues his manhunt. That's right. Without an arm. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I see. I, the panels are all a little screwy there. Yeah, yeah. His arm gets... No arrows, low. though, so that makes some people happy. <laughs> uh, TV unit's knocked out, and his left arm is completely useless. That's right. He's, He's like, on his own. I don't need two arms. <laughs> Whatever. He's a man. That's right. So he goes, continues his hunt, and he comes to a cliff, but the uh, uh, rock cliff, not him cliff. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's a bridge that's been cut, so he can't get across. Dun, dun, dun. Whatever will he do? He's a but resourceful there's one. There's one guy wire left going across, so he's going to uh, 
make a little magic. He pulls his bad <laughs> arm off. Yeah, grabs the wires, does a little... Uh, oh, I see. There isn't even a wire left. He makes that wire out of his own arm. Yeah. Wow, that's hardcore. <laughs> Dude, man, this guy is hardcore. He will do whatever it takes. That's right. Pulls out his own wires, lassoes the post across the <laughs> chasm, and then stretches his other arm out to make a balancing pole so he can trapeze uh-huh. circus act this thing. Tightrope walk, I guess it's called. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> And, and he's he, walking. After doing all that, he uh, he makes and he a trips on a route. Yeah. On a route. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, but it's not a route. It's another trip. And it drops a big pillbox on him. That's so he right. can't get out. It's made of concrete. Ah, <laughs> like, oh, I can't lift it with my one arm. Ah, oh, I'm trapped. I'm stuck. He's like, oh, it's got a door. Why didn't I think of that? It's got a king size lock. I need a giant key to open it. <laughs> Suddenly inspired him with no other choice, Cliff wrenches one metal leg from its socket and begins to shape it with his powerful hand. <laughs> uh, so he's a master locksmith, too. That's now, right. why didn't he just keep... If he had kept the uh, arm that he had, he probably could have made that into a key and kept both his legs. <laughs> Maybe he lost it when he tripped. <laughs> it that went flying it. way off into the jungle. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> So, yeah, he turns his leg into a key and opens up the door and gets out. And he gets a tree branch to use as a crutch. And, of course, leaves, leaves the leg there because he the might leg. won't need that again. No, never. <laughs> well, I, guess he, I guess he needs his hand to hold the crutch, so he doesn't really have any way to carry the leg now. That's true. So now, he does, now he has an excuse. <laughs> uh, he staggers into a narrow valley. And the entrance is blasted. Yep. Blammo. Holy moly. That's right. Self-firing yeah. mortars? Uh-huh. <laughs> this is some many. island. You can see where it's not been turned into like a little tropical paradise. Uh. Yes, there's too many guns lying around. <laughs> Come, vacation. So there's two mortars there. shooting at him. He says, I might knock one out by hurling my leg at it, but the other would get me. Haha, <laughs> ah, there's one kind of missile that can be used over and over again, and that's what this is going to be. So he, he pulls his other leg off with his one good arm and hammers it into a boomerang. That's right. He takes out the mortar, he comes back, and he takes out the other one. Oh, yeah, right. double bullseye. Awesome. It's a double bullseye. What does it mean? <laughs> oh, Lord. That's so not going to stop him, though. <laughs> no, he's, he's got. A torso and one arm, and he's dragging himself along the ground. And here comes Buddy in a remote-controlled baby tank. I'm I'm helpless unless working feverishly with his steel jaws, Cliff loosens and removes his remaining arm and cl- clubs the tank to death with, with his, his teeth. <laughs> he's holding the arm in his teeth. That's pretty hardcore. No kidding. Terry fucked. Nothing on this guy. Oh, really, <laughs> yeah, he totally. So now uh, that uh, Cliff has been totally disarmed, <laughs> hey! <laughs> Creepy buddy comes out with his giant eyebrows of doom and uh, and like half his teeth now. missing. Look at him. He's like a. He's like a hillbilly. I know. This is the guy that's uh, the like mastermind a, behind this island. <laughs> he, he doesn't. He looks like a Cletus. He doesn't look like a mastermind. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, uh, movie trap this island to destroy it. I never thought it'd be a robot. Nope. <laughs> he goes up and he's 
his finger in his face and laughing at him. <laughs> so at the last moment, Cliff pulls back his metal head and snaps it forward to get the momentum to send his body downhill. That's right, headbutt. Head but he's too, and he's too heavy to lift. <laughs> so he's pinned down. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and just in time, Rita and Larry come running in and uh, just... Save the day and yeah, they mop up. <laughs> Rita picks up the bad guy and Cliff, and <laughs> she says, That's "The chief great. will make you good as new in no time, Cliff." And he says, "Maybe this time I'll have him give me a arms and legs, so I won't run out of weapons so soon." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. Ironically, <laughs> in the future, That's he does get legs. <laughs> Absolutely. But that's another story. That's a way, way, way down the line. It is a way, way, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Like, that's, like, that's why Robot Man is one of my favorites. Cause it's just yeah. like, I don't care. I'll pull my own arm <laughs> off. It's fine. Yeah, you can't argue with that. That's uh, pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and on that uh, cheerful note, as uh, Cliff drags himself off into the sunset. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We will also join him in the sunset there as we uh, yes. head off. But you are welcome to always uh, come visit us at our website, doompodtroll.com. You can leave us a comment on the little comment threads there. You can click the link, which will take you to the comic forums, where you can also comment on our stuff. You can send us a little email to... Let me see if I can get this Doom right. Doompodtroll <laughs> at, at gmail.com. There you go. And that's where we are. If you think I'm making sexist comments for no reason and there is, in fact, a girl out there listening, Who let knows us know. how to park? Tell me I'm wrong and I will, I will apologize. <laughs> he totally will. <laughs> Until then, I'm not going to go. <laughs> Alrighty. We will catch you all later, gang, in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye-bye.